is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. How would you like to have every one of your prayers answered? I mean, all of them. Would you really like that? Would you? Would you like all your prayers answered? Well, my guest has gone through and learned how faith operates the hard way. I, I don't want any of you have to, to go through what she went through. But as a result of the process, she saw the most amazing supernatural answers to prayer, and through revelation, God has taught her how to teach you to have your prayers answered. You want it? Now, I know Jennifer LeClaire as the news editor uh, with uh, a major Christian publication, Charisma Magazine, Uh, but it wasn't always that way, Jennifer. Uh, In fact, when you were three years old, you came from a non-Christian home, Uh, you actually could see something, you saw a spirit of fear, and it, it has plagued you. It, it, it plagued you most of your life. It did. I saw that spirit of fear sit in my bedroom. I didn't know what it was, of course, at the time being three years old. My mother thought it was a, uh, my imagination would come in with a broom and try to chase it away. But it wasn't. It was a spirit of fear that had targeted me from a very early age to destroy my destiny. Now, you had uh, a, a, a boyfriend you were living with, uh, and you had an altercation, and you called 911, and the police came, and then you decided, well, this is going too far, I don't want to do it. And so the, the, the police officer didn't like what you did, uh, and there were some charges filed because you didn't want to file something against your boyfriend, and they haul you off, off to jail, uh, and, uh, but then they, they, they release you, but you're not allowed to change cities without notifying them, uh, and everything's going along fine. You then eventually marry this boyfriend, and you're married, and, uh, and you have a child, uh, and he says, I'm going on vacation for two weeks, and you say, okay, bye-bye, honey, uh, and, and then he does, never shows up, uh, so she files for divorce. Her attorney, in searching things, finds out that uh, the paperwork she was supposed to have filed, which she did to change cities since she was on probation, she didn't do. And then in the middle of the night, (laughs) minding her own business, the police show up at her door. What happened? Yeah, they did. I was falsely accused uh, seven years earlier, and I thought it was cleared. I thought it was done. Uh, I'd done my paperwork. I'd done my duty. And sure enough, uh, 
the police come knocking on my door in the middle of the night. Now, I had, I had hired a defense attorney who told me, this is a paperwork issue, don't worry about it, we're going to take care of it. And I, I believed him. Uh, not before uh, I had a maid who tried to actually extort money from me. She wanted to be paid more than what I was willing to pay her, and she'd seen the paperwork from the attorney and decided that, you know what, if I can't get what I want from you, I'm going to call the police on you, and that's what she did. Okay, so now... Uh, you're, you're taken away in the middle of the night, you're put in jail, you have a five years of hard time facing you, you're worried about what's going to happen to your three-year-old, your, your, your husband's total, totally disappeared, um, and some evangelists come to the jail, right. and they start telling you the good news. Coming from the background you came from, how could you just simply become a believer? Isn't that, wasn't that what's called jailhouse religion? <laughs> That's what a lot of people thought when I got out of jail, Sid. But, you know, no, there were the testimonies, there's such power in the testimony. And the testimonies were so powerful. One of the women had been delivered from heroin. She was a heroin addict. And my best friend at the time was a heroin addict. And when I saw what God had done in this woman's life, it so touched my heart. The Holy Spirit, the conviction fell on me. And I decided, you know what, I'm going all the way with Jesus. Well, you went all the way in the world, and now you're going all the way with Jesus. She gets a Bible, and for the first time in her life, she devours the Bible, and then the Spirit of God talks to her and says, you'll be out in 40 days. Now, you tell people you'll be out in 40 Why was it impossible to be out in 40 days? It was impossible. First of all, they had denied me bail three times, even with an ankle bracelet and even with home arrest, despite the fact that I was working for a Fortune 500 company at the time. So it was incredible that I couldn't get out. But nevertheless, the judge was going to be on vacation on the 40th day. So there was no way I could even stand before the judge on day 40. Well, day 40 comes, and what happened? Day 40 came, I was waiting to see another judge sitting in a cell by myself for hours, or it seemed like hours. I get a phone call from my attorney, and he said, Jennifer, you don't have to stand before the judge. This has all been taken care of. Get ready to go home. You're walking free and clear. 40 days! There's something about the number 40. Okay, but what about all the pills you were on for depression and for an anxiety? How many years were you on these pills? Ah, oh, at that time, about 11 years. Well, what happened with that addiction? Well, you know, the, uh, they came to give me my medicine. It, uh, after I got saved, they, they still wanted me to take these medications. And I said, I don't need this medicine. You know, Jesus, is, I had joy in my heart for the first time ever. I was free. And they said, you have to take this medication. And, you know, we went back and forth. Eventually, I decided I just better do it. They say, so I took it. My body rejected it. They didn't like what they saw next. And they said, okay, you don't have to take that medicine anymore. <laughs> Uh, yes, but what happened to your anxiety and your fear and depression? It, that all went away. I still had a battle to face with fear, but the depression was gone. And you didn't take the pills? I never took the pills again. Not only that, she learned faith to such a degree, and I don't know how you pulled this off, uh, when they let her off in 40 days, all the records were erased. It's almost like what the Messiah does to our sins. How did that happen? You know, there's, there's just no record of it. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to come back, and I want you to learn how to pray like she prays. I want you to learn how to exercise faith like she exercised faith. Right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. 
Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I had a tearing of my thoracic aorta and was flown to a major medical facility. Statistically, only 6 in 10 survived this. I woke one night from a dream with angels surrounding me and singing. At that time, all my pain was gone. With faith and prayer, I have been healed. Three months later, the CT scan was negative. When your guests started playing music, I thought I misheard as the music seemed to have more than one instrument. I felt so much love, like liquid love. I never thought that that would be taken to the throne room of God through music. I have unexplainable joy, peace, happiness, and love. It's amazing. Sid, one morning while watching your show at Supernatural, you said somebody's hip has just been healed. After you said those words, I got up from the couch and discovered that my hip pain was gone. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. So Jennifer has a great miracle. She has a relationship with God. God begins answering her prayers. She's out of jail. Her record is totally, it just disappears. She's back and reunited with her daughter. She's making $3,000 a week. She, she has an extraordinary gift for writing. She's making $3,000 a week, and then all of a sudden, she loses her job. She's now making zero a week. She's on food stamps. Uh, that must have been quite a come down. It really was. It was um, very humiliating, honestly, having to go from having sort of everything to nothing. But what I had was worth more than all the money in the world. At this point, I had Jesus. Well, and because she had a relationship with the Messiah, things began to change as you began to pray. Tell me, uh, tell me what happened. Well, I began, as I said, to devour that word and I never stopped. I began to meditate on the word and I began to put the word into practice. And, and it's one thing to read the word and it's another thing to study the word, but when we put our action on the word, that's when we begin to see results. And that's what I did. I plugged into a good church, I got equipped, and I began to take the word at face value. You know, if the Word says it, I, I believe that's what it means. Well, speaking of the Word saying it, one day God speaks to you and He says to you, you're robbing me. Yeah. <laughs> what did He mean? Yeah, I was letting, I very little money at the time, but what I did have, I was generous. I would let people borrow it. And they kept stealing it from me. I wouldn't be able to pay a bill because someone had taken the money that I'd borrowed from them. And I was, I was really very angry and annoyed. And I was down on my couch on my knees and I said, God, you know, what is going on with this? I'm generous, I'm trying to help people. What is going on? I'm tired of all these people robbing from me. And I heard the still small voice in my heart says, well, stop robbing from me. And it was then that I learned really to tithe, to give the 10% to God. And I tell you, when I did that, Sid, things slowly, it didn't happen overnight, but step by step began to turn around for me. Well, give me kind of a, a review of what's going on with you right now about the turnaround. How many uh, books have you published? And Have you ever seen those books for dummies in bookstores? She's written a couple of them. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, I've written uh, several of those now, and those were the first books that I began to write long before I began to write religious books. And so I've written a number of those. Uh, I've now written uh, eight Christian books on top of that, and God has, has taken the gift within me and used it to bring increase and to bring prosperity into my life. And he'll do the same thing for anybody. Okay, tell me about the 
oceanfront condo, I mean from food stamps to an oceanfront condo. Yeah. Tell me about that. It's really supernatural. What happened was I began to understand the law of confession. And I'm not talking about the name it, claim it. You know, I'm talking about standing, uh, you know, in line with what God's word says. And so I began, I had a desire in my heart. I wanted an oceanfront condo. And so I began to confess. I have an oceanfront condo and it is paid for. Back in 2005, I have an oceanfront condo and it is paid for and I just every day I had a list of confessions and I would read that at the same time I would tithe I would get offerings and I would work hard and sure enough within five years I have an oceanfront condo and guess what what it's paid for <laughs> I like that how would you like that anything God will do for her God will do for you but uh, but let me ask you something you struggled with fear and doubt and unbelief. What did God show you about doubt and unbelief? God showed me a couple of things. Doubt is the doorway to unbelief, and unbelief will lead to fear. But the Holy Spirit showed me something even last night. He said, the battle is in the mind, but the war is for your heart. And the reason why is because we... Wait, wait a second. Explain that first. The battle is in the mind. So we have uh, thoughts. The enemy launches uh, his fiery darts, and really the battle is in the mind. It's the thoughts. It's the imaginations. It's the, the suggestions that we hear. Well, you'll never prosper. Well, you'll never be healed. Uh, well, you'll never do this or that. And that's the enemy bringing doubt, causing you, wanting to, to bring doubt that you'll doubt God's word. See, the battle is in the mind, but the war is for your heart. See, because the Bible says that we believe with our heart. And we don't believe with our mind. Believing with our mind is simply mental assent. But believing with our heart, having pure faith in our heart, that is where the miracles happen. We're going to come back in a moment. And I want you to share the revelation that she had of how to believe with all of your heart. Because that's the reason that many of you are not having your prayers answered. There's fear, there's doubt, there's unbelief. And even though uh, you say, oh, I believe, you really aren't believing in your heart. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Have you ever tried to believe God for your miracle, your breakthrough, only to be disappointed time and time again? Call now and get Jennifer LeClaire's book and three-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Magnified. Yours for a donation of $37. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9186. The enemy has a job. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy, and he loves to steal your faith. So the battle is for the mind, but the war is for your heart. Jennifer's book and audio CD teaching series will equip you to discern the subtle voice of doubt and unbelief. Avoid the dream killer called self-doubt. Overcome the fear that follows doubt. Develop the great faith that demands results. Fight the good fight of faith and have victory every time. Jennifer gives you a 13-step biblical approach to bringing back the great faith God wants you to have. Break the cycle of unanswered prayers for divine health supernatural restoration and vindication, financial breakthrough, and so much more. I pray that your faith will just explode 
as you read this book. Don't miss out on getting Jennifer LeClaire's book and three-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Magnified. Yours for a donation of $37. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9186. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9186 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, Jennifer coined a new word. You've heard of alcoholism. She didn't coin that. Uh, her word is doubtaholism. What are the symptoms of doubtaholism? That's right. Doubtaholism, it's a, it's a spiritual disease, is how I characterize it. And the, some of the symptoms include confusion. If you're confused, it means you've been reasoning in your mind a little bit too much. God gave us reasoning. He expects us to use our, our natural intellect. But when we go beyond reasoning into confusion, we just don't know what to do anymore. We're wavering between two opinions. We're confused. We become double-minded. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and he shouldn't think he's going to receive anything from God. So if you're not receiving from God, then it's possible that you've got doubt in your heart. And doubt is so subtle. It's sneaky. And again, talking about mental assent. We sit in church. We hear great messages every week. We say amen. You know, we, we give a nod. We give a clap. We give a shout. We go home, we read our Bibles, and we, we have a tendency to do, Sid, is we read what we believe rather than believing what we read. Oh, that is profound. Would you say that again? We read what we believe rather than believing what we read. And what I mean by that is we've been taught, many of us, we've sat under great Bible teachers for decades, or we've been taught by our families, or we've just been taught by life experiences. So we have these, these filters, these glasses, and we're looking at the world, we're looking at the word through our worldview. And that isn't always what the truth of the matter is. We have to begin to look at God's word and take it for face value. Take it literally. If God said it, that's exactly what he means. Okay, but there is an obstacle, uh, as we talked about, this doubt, unbelief. Right. Uh, what did God show you? How did you get rid of that? Well, I was studying um, Kenneth Hagin's material and just devouring that material some years ago. And I remember studying and studying and studying, but my faith didn't seem to be working, and I was really frustrated. I'm like, how can I be studying? You know, you know what I'm reminded of? Because I, I, I read his material, too, and Jennifer quotes something. Uh, she says, God is not moved uh, by your need. God is only moved by your faith. And we, we say, oh, God, how come you're healing everyone else? I need you to heal me. God, where are you? Uh, none of you can relate to that, right? <laughs> you can't. Uh, explain that statement. Well, God already knows what we need before we ask him. What God's really after, again, he's after our heart. He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to interact with him at a heart level. And when we do that, when we cultivate that intimacy with God, our heart connecting with his heart, there's no more room for doubt. Doubt has to go. There's no more room for fear. Fear has to go. But it's about cultivating that intimate relationship with God. What the revelation that God gave you as to how you 
Because if she can do it, you can do it. And if she can do it, you can do it better. So tell me what God showed you that you had to do to get rid of your doubt and unbelief. There were, there were two things, really. It's a combination of these two things that is so powerful, it taps into the supernatural at every level. It's meditating on the Word of God and praying in the Spirit like Paul taught. Right, wait, so let's start with this meditating on the Word of God. That's, that's a word that a lot of people don't understand. Uh, what does it mean to you and what did you do? Meditating on the Word of God is, is, is to chew on it, to roll it over and over in your mouth, in your mind, to confess it, to say it, to say it over and over. And what I like to do is I like to take a certain scripture, whatever scripture it is that I'm trying to get down in my spirit at the time, uh, because I like to build my faith before I release my prayer. So what I'll do is if I need provision, I will take a scripture, my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory. And I will say each word I will emphasize as I go, I'll say, my God shall supply. It makes it personal. It's my God, talking about my God. Then I say, my God shall supply. That makes it about Him. You know, so it's about me, it's about Him. We're in this together. My God shall, and that's a promise. That's the strongest word in the English language, the word shall. And I go on down the line in that way. You know, meditating is so important. Uh, Doctors have proven that if you say a lie long enough, you will believe that it's true. What if you say the strongest thing in this world, the Word of God, long enough? Uh, A light bulb coming on? And people don't, as Jennifer said, chew on the Word of God. They just swallow it whole. Now, you talked about a second thing God showed you. Praying in the Spirit. Paul teaches about praying in the Spirit in several places in the Bible, but so does Jude. He says, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And so when you pray in the Spirit, you're you're strengthening your spirit. You're strengthening your heart. And it becomes easier to believe with all your heart because the, the, the more full your heart gets of the Word, the more full you get of the Spirit, Fear has to go. Doubt has to go. Now, you've come up with something I have never seen, uh, the revelation she has on doubtaholism. Uh, you've come up with 12 separate steps uh, that if someone will do this, they will rem- supernaturally remove doubtaholism. And if you can do that, guess what? You, you, you will believe with all your heart, and what you say will come to pass. Uh, tell me one, one of these principles. Well, like anything else, the first step is to admit that you have a problem. Now, why wouldn't someone admit that they have a problem? <laughs> Pride. Aha! <laughs> the devil made you do it. No. <laughs> it, it's pride. We don't... or. Just that we don't know, we don't recognize, we don't discern that voice of doubt. It's so subtle. You know, it, you think it's you, but it's not you. It's the enemy trying to rob your faith. Uh, you just said an interesting word. Doubt, the voice of doubt is subtle. Uh, explain that a little to me. It's almost as if it's your thought. You know, when, when Eve was in the garden, Uh, with Adam, the serpent came and basically caused her to doubt God's Word just by asking a question. Did God really say that? And and that's what 
the devil does with us now, the enemy, he will pose a question, well, did God really mean that? Did, did God really mean that healing is for today? And cause you to doubt that your healing will not come to pass because Jesus isn't healing anymore. When in fact he is, the word says he is. Now, among other things, you've been healed of high blood pressure. Yes. Uh, you've been healed of, you used to go on missions trips and every time you'd have ankle problems. And uh, uh, you, do you have them today? I have nothing of that. I'm walking. How's your blood pressure? My blood pressure is perfectly normal. Okay, would you pray that we would be able to discern the subtle voice of doubt and unbelief right now? Yes, yes. Father, I thank you for everyone watching and everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that you give us discernment, a sharper edge, God, to understand and know that voice of doubt, to recognize it at its onset, that we might not meditate on the word of doubt, the word of the enemy, but we might meditate on the word of God. I just release right now by the spirit of God an anointing to discern, an anointing to hear. I unclog the ears of those who have been listening to doubt. I bind it and I command it to go in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm not moved by feelings, but I can tell you, I felt as if light bulbs were going on and people are beginning to recognize. I've got some advice for you. Forget what lies behind. Forget the failures and the mistakes. Do what you were just instructed to do. Number one, meditate on God's word. Number two, pray in supernatural languages. Uh, you know, Jennifer, I've been praying an hour a day, and it is, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I've walked up in the, in the last couple of months, I've walked up to people, and uh, this never really happened before. People, the presence of God is pouring out of me, and people are falling over. One waitress said, what happened to me? <laughs> I was able to explain that to her. Well, it's wonderful that I'm doing this. It's wonderful that Jennifer's doing this. But you are called. You are chosen. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. So dust yourself off, stand up, and get back into the play. Have you ever tried to believe God for your miracle, your breakthrough, only to be disappointed time and time again? Call now and get Jennifer LeClaire's book and three-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Magnified. Yours for a donation of $37. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9186. The enemy has a job. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy, and he loves to steal your faith. So the battle is for the mind, but the war is for your heart. Jennifer's book and audio CD teaching series will equip you to discern the subtle voice of doubt and unbelief. Avoid the dream killer called self-doubt. Overcome the fear that follows doubt. Develop the great faith that demands results. Fight the good fight of faith and have victory every time. Jennifer gives you a 13-step biblical approach to bringing back the great faith God wants you to have. Break the cycle of unanswered prayers for divine health supernatural restoration and vindication, financial breakthrough, and so much more. I pray that your faith will just explode 
as you read this book. Don't miss out on getting Jennifer LeClaire's book and three-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Magnified. Yours for a donation of $37. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9186. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9186 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. I've read statistics recently that say there's many divorces among Bible believers as people that don't believe in God. There's many problems with their children as people that don't believe in God. Well, I know better. My guest had a revelation from God of four simple keys. Most Bible believers have never covered these keys and see they're integrated. Uh, if you do all of them, you give no place for the problems in your life. And I can't wait for you to get those keys. Are you ready? Yes! Yeah.